Welcome to the first Super Rocket Cast, a free podcast brought to you by superrocketman.com. The idea for doing this has brewed around for a little while. I just wanted to create a series of bedtime stories, stories that could be listened to on the commute to work, on the tube, in the car, wherever. So without much ado, here we go with the first one, as read by guest reader Neil Newbom and written by me, Robert Samuels. It's called We Can Bring You Back. Laszlo's mind hurt. He needed a moment. In the vast, white, open-planned, air-conditioned monoculture that was Halcorp, an enduring silence prevailed. No one looked up. No one spoke. Hundreds of hands traced across transparent glass displays, moving facts and figures, occasionally augmented by a flourish of keyboard strikes or hollow calls. This was the job. Laszlo had been an employee of Halcorp for almost nine years. He accrued a modest salary, bought a tiny apartment on the Lower East Side, and drove a sorry-for-itself Class E air car. Although he'd been promoted through the ranks at Halcorp, the intake of employees beneath his grade and fast-track to senior management found Laszlo in the same middle place as when he joined the corporation. The latter had just got longer. The perky robot voice of his terminal piped up. Reports A1, Alpha 5, and A1, Alpha 6.6, and standards due for completion today, Mr. Faulkner. Staring into his devil's tower of styrofoam cups and bendo boxes, Laszlo sighed. It was only Tuesday, technically not even midweek. If it was Wednesday afternoon, he could at least acknowledge the countdown to the weekend. In the main atrium, nine floors below, a cleaning droid delicately shined the synthetic wooden floor moving around the chairs and meeting tables. Time to crunch some figures. Attaching the headset awakened the bright glass display of his terminal. Welcome, Mr. Faulkner, said the perky robot voice. Laszlo gazed at the matrix of numbers and charts in front of him and began to sift through the information. He was quickly back in the zone. Laszlo could not remember how much time had passed before everything stopped. It may have been minutes, it may have been hours, just that it did. The glass display reverted to 100% transparency. A lone, white cursive flashed the only sign of life. Laszlo dragged his fingers across the keyboard to no effect. Mr. Laszlo Faulkner, said a soft female voice through his headset. The voice had an authoritative but helpful quality, and human not the usual robot voice of the terminal, who was asking, Who I am doesn't matter, Mr. Faulkner, but what I know does. Laszlo leaned forward attentively. I have some very important information specifically concerning you. There is good news, and there is bad news. Which would you prefer to hear first? Letter by letter, in large type, the words good news or bad news traced across the display. Laszlo paused, trying the keyboard. Everything in his terminal was overridden. All right, I'll play, he thought, and looked at the words for a second. Bad news. Mr. Faulkner, I am calling you from a place called A.N.R. Labs, San Rafael, California. You will not have heard of us. We carry out antimatter research. Laszlo tapped his smokeless cigarette. You may find this difficult to comprehend, Mr. Faulkner. 
I am afraid you are no longer living, as is everyone around you. Your existence is, in fact, in the afterlife. A faint smile crept across Laszlo's face. Well, miss, I'll say one thing with certainty. It's clear that you've been around Halcorp for a while. Laszlo looked around the office space for evidence of a prankster, but there was no obvious candidate. The desaturated, ashen-faced employees of Halcorp were renowned for productivity, not humor. This is very real, Mr. Faulkner, the voice added gravely. Laszlo snorted derisively, but at the same time reevaluated his surroundings. The workforce deeply gazed into their terminals. Some assistants moved in between clutching hollow tablets, and a small breakaway group shuffled into a meeting room. They aren't dead. They just work in HR, Laszlo thought, watching the PA close the door, before returning his attention to the display. So... What's the good news? We can bring you back. I have a stack of reports to complete, Miss... Laszlo thumbed around the back of the display, finally reaching the power button. That would be a mistake. In your previous incarnation, you were a wealthy philanthropist who donated over $2 billion to A&R Labs in order to live. In exactly seven minutes, at 11.59 a.m., a one-way portal to the world of the living will open within your building. It is your way home. Take it. The portal can be opened once and once only. Miss it, and you'll be trapped forever. The terminal restart music cut the voice off. Eleven seconds later, Laszlo checked the home screen. It looked normal. He navigated to IT support. Jeff, from his help desk, appeared in the display. Laszlo was happy it was not in person. Throughout his employment at Halcorp, Jeff consistently reeked of bourbon. Laszlo explained the call issue, and Jeff disappeared, then reappeared on his display a short while later. "'Well, Mr. Faulkner, sir,' said Jeff in a slow, laconic manner, "'there is no record of any call to your terminal this morning.' "'What do you mean, no record?' Laszlo was agitated. "'Well, the last call to your terminal was from accounts. "'Time of call, 1842, day of call, yesterday.' All in Jane, accounts. I just hung up on her now, just now, Laszlo insisted. Who, quizzed Jeff, adding a, do you mean, sir, to maintain etiquette. Laszlo paused. He didn't have an answer to that. Mr. Faulkner, all the calls are screened through the digital exchange. Even a road call would show up. There, just ran a second diagnostic check and nothing. Anything else I can help you with today, sir? Laszlo ended the video call. Just as he was about to resume work on his report, the video phone rang once again, but this time, Mr. Tremellan, the big boss, appeared in his display, his ruddy face billowing with fury. Faulkner, Tremellan could never pronounce it correctly. I can see productivity has been down this morning. Get to my office now. Right away, Mr. Tremellan, Laszlo said. He slid off his headset as he raised to stand. The words, you do not have much time, Mr. Faulkner, flashed across the screen. It was 11.49 a.m. Laszlo took the long walk to Mr. Tremellan's office. He considered many things. His pre-prepared excuses for his lack of productivity this morning, computer error, personal problems. He looked at his colleagues as he wandered along the atrium and began to reconsider his career options. When Evie, 
Mr. Tremellan's well-groomed PA buzzed him through. In his kingdom, Tremellan sat with a mono frown to compliment his mono brow. His stubby fingers traced across his giant glass screen, moving his giant profit matrix around. Well, demanded Tremellan, his attention still on his vast display. I I'm sorry, sir, been a little slow off the mark today. Ah, uh, this company was not built on sorry. It was built with these hands, on hard work, productivity. He fixed his beady eyes and full monobrow on Laszlo. Uh, I've had a few computer issues. IT have supplied no report on any issues. Laszlo, where do you see yourself in five years' time? Because if you want to get anywhere in Howcorp, then you better pull yourself together. Tremellan stepped around his desk. As he did, something outside caught his attention. Sprinting. A few workers sprinted past the window. Tremellan was deeply outraged. Running is against company policy and strictly prohibited in Howcorp, a measure to stop litigation and insurance claims, which in turn would slow productivity. Tremellan blustered out of his office, pushing past Laszlo. Slow down, you. Hey, you, disciplinary, you. Hey, you're in my, get in my office now. Tremellan charged out and Laszlo followed in his wake like a running back. Just as he exited the boardroom, something made him gaze at Tremellan's display. On it, in big letters, You have not much time, Mr. Faulkner. When Tremellan and Laszlo reached the atrium, they froze. Where there was one synthetic wooden floorboards, a giant hole appeared, and from nine floors up, you could see that within the hole were galaxies, and within those galaxies, star systems, as if the hole tore right through the universe. The workforce on the various floors stared on in disbelief into the atrium below. Second by second, the hole was becoming smaller. It became quickly apparent to all that whatever was in Hellcorp atrium was not of this earth. Laszlo grabbed the rail in indecision. He was nine floors up. If this really was a portal, if that voice was right and he was to use it, he would have to jump. He leaned on the railings. A sudden attack of vertigo overcame him, sending him crashing to the floor. If... She was right, he found himself repeating. He bolted down the glass stairs to the atrium floor. Step by step, as he blundered down the glass stairs, so the hall became smaller. From truck to coach to people carrier size, down he fled until he reached the atrium. The cleaning drawer teetered on the edge and disappeared into the abyss. Laszlo slipped on the newly polished walking space. Crack! Laszlo's arms had struck the floor, breaking his fall. Dragging his head upright with his good arm, the hole quickly closed and was gone. A spiral of broken synthetic floorboards was all that remained. Laszlo looked up at his colleagues, all neatly arranged in rows on the other floors looking down, a glazed expression uniting their fear. Tremellan closed Halcorp for the rest of that day. Portals to other galaxies may be classed as an act of God and therefore not litigious insurance-wise, but he wasn't so sure. Slowly... And orderly, the workforce filed out of the building one by one, meeting in clusters in bars outside to discuss what had just been. One man remained at his terminal all throughout that night. A ninth floor worker, nine years at Halcourt, tearful and desperate, his arm hanging into the darkness, illuminated by the light of his terminal. Help, he repeated. A cleaning droid glided past the desk collecting the empty styrofoam cups. I believe you. Help. Can you hear me? I believe you.
come back. Thanks so much for listening. There are more stories on the way, but until then, do check out superrocketman.com. And if you want to shout me, drop an email to info at superrocketman.com. I'll release the links and dates for the next podcasts on Twitter and Facebook. So join the Super Rocketman group on Facebook or follow me at 2 underscore 35 underscore 1 on Twitter. Finally, special thanks to our guest reader Neil Newbon, Scott at BAM Sound, Mark One and Tom Lindsay for all your support.